Ministry Mentorship, Episode 14. Hello and welcome to this episode of Ministry Mentorship. This is Jacob Tapia and you're listening to a podcast dedicated to connecting apostolic leaders with young ministers for the purpose of helping them develop in their ministries. In this episode, we're going to be talking with E.J. Kim, missionary to Korea. Sister Kim is a person who has committed her life to serving God. She has a deep love for God and people. As you listen to this interview, let your mind and heart be challenged by her godly example. Let's join the conversation now. We're here today with Sister E.J. Kim, and she's a missionary to Korea. And uh, Sister Kim, thank you for being with us today. Please uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you're doing right now. I'm a single woman, and uh, I'm in Korea, Seoul, Korea. And I'm working at our Bible school. I'm a president of a Bible school, uh, training our young men and women into ministry. And uh, I'm a pretty young person, praise God. <laughs> uh, uh, I just love the Lord. And uh, that's all I am, <laughs> all I can tell you. Now, how did you get started in ministry and missions? Actually... I was working in the Washington, D.C. I had no idea I'm going to be in the ministry. I never went to Bible school. So actually, Paul says, uh, he's the least of the kingdom of God. That's how I feel. And uh, God uh, had a burden upon me for my family. So actually, I went to see my family to give this gospel to them. So they can be saved. That's how it started. What is it that that drives you? What is it that is your passion and your burden for ministry? And you talked about your family, but what is it that that really gets you up every morning to do what you do? Mm-hmm. That's not easy question. Just like today, brother uh, Gleason preached it. What is the success in the kingdom of God? Is working every day for the Lord. And uh, that's how I feel when I actually, because I'm a single and 24 hours, my mind is in the Lord. Even I'm sleeping, I'm dreamed, I'm talking, you know, just thinking about it. Because of what he has done for me, I think that's the uh, real uh, thing. And I'm just so thankful what he has done for me. So... I want to do something for him. Of course, we can do something for him to repay it. No, not that. Just uh, I want to do something for the kingdom of God. So uh, that I have, uh, I am so blessed by the word of God, by the ministry of people of God and all that. Uh, talk to us about your burden for Korea and just how God puts a burden on your life and how we can have that same type of a burden. You know what? Uh, Because I'm a Korean, even though I was in America about 20 years before I got saved, so I was really American. 
I had no desire to go back to Korea because when I left, Korea was a very poor country. I didn't even have rice to eat, things like that. So when I was uh, in Washington, D.C., the job was really good, so I had no intention to go back. But once I got saved, Lord put my family in my heart. That's how I started. I said, wow, I have to go back, tell them about. Otherwise, they're going to go. I know where they're going to go. If they don't know Jesus, they're not not born again in the water, in spirit. So I have to tell them. That's why I went. Uh, I uh, told them, regardless what they believe, uh, they were atheists. uh, They were Confucius. Their Buddhism and all that, but uh, I knew I had to tell them. Otherwise, they're gonna be in trouble <laughs> afterward. <laughs> because of the the genuine burden was my family. First of all, because of my family, I had uh, such a burden. I just, uh, I just, I wasn't afraid of their faces. I wasn't afraid of what they're going to say to me. I wasn't afraid of anything. I just have to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's amazing, uh, their background. uh, When I told them, they were rejected at the beginning. They said, well, go back to America. We are not going to listen to you. I mean, you know, we have a church back there. The pastor comes once in a while, but we never listen. So we are going to, not going to do anything for you. So you just go back. But that doesn't scare me. So I took a leave of absence from my job one year. So I wanted to stay one year to talk to them. So second month when I was there, and they were all saved. And my burden is because of love of Jesus Christ. That is a really burden. That drives me to the people. Who is someone that has made an impact in your life mm-hmm. and, and why? I guess uh, the person who impacted the most is my pastor, uh, Pastor James Kelly. He was an elderly pastor. But regardless of how bad I was coming from world, and uh, um, he had a lot of patience, and uh, he didn't say do this and do that. I never heard him say to me, "You do that, you do this." But he just loved me, loved me with patience. So until I get, you know, in and change the position, so. I guess, and he was a scholar teaching Bible study. And he was, I just loved his class. Every Wednesday I go, listen to him, even though I didn't understand the whole thing because I was atheist. I had no idea what he was talking about. But that, he has beautiful spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ, not human spirit, it's just beautiful. And his wife. And the church I went the, all the people in that church just loved me. I guess because I was so strange to them, because I was quite different from others. Um, but most people, the most uh, person who impacted my life is my pastor, I guess. 
What advice can you give to a young person who is just starting out in ministry? One thing they have to be for sure is God has called them. If they are sure God has called, they have nothing to worry about because she's going to be with that person. He's going to open the doors. She's going to make way. There will be no problem, and he's not going to be afraid of people's face and, you know, what they're going to say. That's not going to intimidate them because you are in the will of God. That is the most important part. In other words, you have to for sure God has called. If you don't have a calling from God, you're in the ministry, there will be problems because you have a difficult time comes, you give up, mm, easily give up. But when you have the calling from God, when you know you have, God is backup. You have nothing to worry about it. Because I'm a woman, and Korea is a man's world. I have nothing to worry about it. Because now, I've been there about 28 years. I earn their respect, and they respect me. And I respect them. I had no problem. If man's world, I can fit into their uh, fellowship, and I can work with them um, very well. Have you ever faced fear, and have you ever had times when you were afraid? And and how did God work through those situations? My younger ministry, yes, much. I had a lot of fears, but uh, you know, I don't know who said it. Fear is uh, fear itself is fear, right? But. Now, when I think about it, before, when I'm standing before congregation, a lot of people, I worry about it. I'm concerned about, am I going to be all right and all that. But lately, that's me. That's the self-righteousness. You, I'm going to show off or something, you know. But if before standing congregation, if God puts you there, you're going to just speak whatever you have to speak. So uh, we shouldn't be too self-conscious about myself. My, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, that means uh, you, you are you self-conscious. That means you thinking about yourself all the time. That's what it is. That's what my fear was. But uh, now I try not to do that. I says, well, if anything is uh, not doing well, I prayed if I'm some not going well, but God knows. And what going well, God knows. I'm the, he's going to receive glory and honor anyhow, so I don't worry about that. So I don't feel, a lot of people ask me, aren't you lonesome? Like a family today, family's week, I'm family special, you know, uh, uh, ministry he had done today. But I know I don't have family, but I have bigger family than family itself. I have this is kingdom of God is my family. So I never been, I, it's very as if a lie, but I never had a feeling loneliness. Just, just uh, lonely. You are busy, you know. So you, I mean, if I'm not working at the office or street or with the people, I'm the computer working on answering emails and working on books and whatever, you know, all like that. So I never been lonely either. 
So fear is fear itself, I think. That's the enemy is giving us. When you first started out in ministry, what were some of the practices that you had, maybe every day or every week? What were the, some of the things that you did that was kind of the foundation that you've done all throughout those years of ministry? Uh, as I said before, I didn't go to Bible school. Therefore, one thing I prayed, that's uh, my foundation, prayer. And then I did not miss any Bible studies and then, you know, worship services. I don't remember I missed uh, in my 28 ministry, 28 years. I hardly ever miss it. It doesn't make any difference who preaches, who teaches it. I don't miss when the word of God comes from pulpit, I want to hear it so I can learn. So I remember the first year, probably I read Bible twice, whole thing, and I prayed. So my strong point is prayer. And then I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, prepare myself, go to church, arrive at 5, and I pray. And uh, pray on Java 6, I come home and take a nap and then start the day. As morning prayer is very important to me. It has been for many, many years, morning prayer. Because if I skip that morning prayer, uh, it's just uh, you losing out that day. So I always start with the morning prayer. So prayer was the most strong point. And uh, the word of God, when I time to preach, I ask God, Lord, help me. So I don't preach long time. I preach very short messages, but whatever he gives me, I preach. I wonder if you could just pray, just say a prayer mm -hmm. for those young people, those young men, those young women right now that are saying, you know, I want to do a work for God, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm fighting fear, or maybe I'm just, I don't have those um, disciplines develop like I need to, would, would you just pray for them that God will use them and, and lead them and direct them? Okay. Dear Jesus, we thank you. We have so many young men and women you have called into ministry, but they some of them have facing fears in their lives, whether they are going to do a good job or not. But you know, if you are with us, there's nothing to fear about our ministry. So I want you to give them boldness to do it. Also, give them discipline so they can do the work. In other words, they can get up early in the morning. They can pray. They can read Bible. They Whatever uh, you laid upon their heart that day, they will do it. Also, obedience is, obedience is very important. Prayer, obedience, and discipline. For young people, these three is essential. They have to have this in order to do the good ministry. Lord, I ask you, just like you blessed the Korean, our Bible school students, when they graduated, they're having home mission churches, they're pastoring churches. I appreciate you so much, just like that. You, you just uh, train them in your way, Lord, so they can do the work for you because time is short. It is desperate time. We have to reach out to lost souls, Lord. 
your hand will be upon our youngsters, young people, young women, so they can be in your ministry. Lord, I know you will help. I appreciate you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a ministry mentorship podcast with Jacob Tapia. Find out more about this resource by going to ministrymentorship.com where you will find more interviews, inspirational quotes, and other resources to help you develop your ministry. You can also leave us a comment, subscribe to our newsletter, make a donation, or connect on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening.